Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here for your uh, Elon Daily this Tuesday, May 14th. That's right, May 14th. So let's start off with um, some betting on whether Tesla is going to be able to do any things they do. Now, if you listen to the show, apparently you do, if you listen to the show, you know that I'm really confused about whether Elon is going to be able to pull off this full self-driving this year and then next year like really roll it out and have uh, people saying yeah you can drive your cars autonomously through our streets it's all good and we're gonna have a million cars on the road for me at face value that just seems like we are just so far from that and i say that because when i get in my tesla sometimes when i drive on autopilot it's pretty good but there's a lot of times when it needs human intervention and there's a lot of times when it needs a lot of human intervention. So although Elon's talking about being on the exponential part of the curve, I think they're at the bottom of that curve right now. And I just don't see it being that good for a while. But again, maybe this is all wrong because when they put hardware three in there, it's going to be able to you know, really accelerate so fast and it truly will be exponential. And then month over month over month, it'll do this. But I got to say, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that's a little bit concerned about this. There's this guy, his name is Whitney Tilson. And this is an article from Market Watch, who basically one of these hedge fund managers that says, look, I just do not see this happening. I think Elon is going to be off by at least a year and maybe more. And so he's offering people a bet of $10,000. Nobody's taken the bet yet, apparently. $10,000. And he's saying there's no way that uh, Elon and Tesla are able to have level five autonomy for quite a long time. Certainly not this year, like Elon is saying. So who wants to take the bet? And frankly, I wouldn't personally take that bet. I just don't think they're ready. And then they show a video in the UK of somebody on an autopilot and it's just cannot deal with this situation that it's got in front of us. Now, that's not fair, right? It's not fair because autopilot is not full level five. It hasn't got hardware three. So it's easy to take autopilot into situations where it is absolutely not ready. And that's what they did in this video. So he talks about how laughingly bad it is, but it's on a street and it's on a rainy day and it's under all of these circumstances where even Elon was like, no, the software's not ready for that yet. So although I might agree with this guy, I don't agree with those videos that are putting the current type of autopilot that we have into situations where Tesla is saying, that's not what it's for yet. It's not ready for that yet. So don't believe these silly videos. Got an interesting article here, and it's sort of a local situation, but it's uh, interesting. Right? So here in LA, we have a lot of people, right? And we also actually have a lot of renewables that are coming online and are to come online. And LA is trying to become completely fossil fuel free by 2045. And as part of that, they're just about to open up this pumped hydro. So remember, the concept here is if you're making a lot more renewable energy during the day when you don't need so much energy, but then as the sun goes down, you need that energy. How do you store it right now? How do you store it for somewhere as big as Los Angeles? Well, one of the things that they're doing is this pumped hydro. We've got two lakes here that are separated by about seven and a half miles just north of Los Angeles, and they're at significantly different elevations. And so what the Department of Water and Power in Los Angeles has done is that they've put on these pumps and these giant pipes, and during the day when there's excess solar and wind, they're pumping it up into the top lake, into Pyramid Lake, and then when they need it, particularly in the evenings, and particularly when it gets really hot in the summer and everybody's turned their air conditioning on, then they let that water flow down into the lower lake and they spin their turbines and they can uh, do a lot of energy production. They don't actually say in this article exactly how much it is, but enough to power tens of thousands 
tens of thousands of houses. And so if you just need it for that four-hour peak time, I look at this and I can't believe it's not hundreds of thousands. It's such a big installation. So if you go onto what is this website, laist.com, or just do a Google search, you'll be able to see some of these pictures. And it is a pretty impressive situation that they have there. There's a number of other places that do... Uh, do this in Australia and in Germany. And there was recently a report that said we basically could do all of the storage we need using pumped hydro throughout the world because there are so many situations where there is a, a lake up the top and a lake down the bottom. That is in theory, not necessarily in practice, they might be hard to get at, but this is just a, an interesting and for us local implementation. That's a lot of energy storage. I love the old potential energy. Take something, put it further up the hill, that stores the energy. I still can't work out how that works, even though I took physics. I still don't get it, but potential energy, it's delicious. A quick reminder that on May 15th, SpaceX is going to send up 60 satellites from Cape Canaveral. I thought it was actually over here on the West Coast, and I love the, the West Coast ones that they go from Vandenberg Air Force Base. I like it because I can see it from where I am, even though I'm about three hours, four hours drive south of Vandenberg Air Force Base. If they fire it up and they go south, we can see the rockets here. And if they do it at night, you get these incredible images of these the plume uh, of the sun coming through it. It's just amazing. But anyway, it's not coming there. It's doing uh, Cape Canaveral. So if you're over there in the Floridas, go uh, see if you can see it because these things are amazing. And lastly, from CCN, not CNN, CCN, there is an article here about how Elon's strategy to you know, build out this rideshare hailing network, if it is successful, it is going to destroy Lyft and it is going to destroy Uber and it is going to destroy everybody. And they go through in this article about some of the cost savings that you get when you do it Tesla's way, which is basically take away the bag of meat in the front that drives people around. And so Uber and Lyft might be in serious trouble again if Elon can pull this off. And of course, I think everybody agrees, if it were true, if you could have, you know, millions of cars on the road which ran autonomously, which could do it at half the price of Uber and Lyft, it doesn't take a genius to work out that Uber and Lyft are in serious, serious trouble. And in fact, the IPO of Uber hasn't been doing that well. And maybe uh, this is part of it. Maybe people are a bit anxious that Tesla or others might be coming to take this industry by stormage. Oh, and I did lie. I absolutely lied. I've got another story that I want to do. Probably should skip it because it's a little bit depressing. But humans, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, humans have just broken a record. We've just gone through 415 parts per million of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. There has never been a time in human history, in human history, where we've ever been that high. For the vast majority of human history, we have been around 270 parts per million, and then you get to the industrial era and it starts to take off, and then you look at the last 30 years and it has exploded. In fact, when I was sort of just starting to get really interested in this stuff about five years ago, we were just passing 350, and there's even an organization called 350.org, which seems to be like the upper limit of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere that is safe to you know, not acidify the oceans and to not allow global warming to run away. And we were at 415, and the spike there, it's flat, 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 but that spike is going vertically straight up. Scientists have told us that if we get over 500 parts per million, that is an absolute and complete disaster. Acidification of the oceans, and even if you stopped all carbon production to zero at that point, the downstream effects would be decades long, would be huge amounts of global warming and uh, ocean rise. So we're going there. It's just scary to see this spike. 
And so, again, as always, although sometimes I'm critical of Elon, we've got to fix this. We've got to move off fossil fuels. And it just drives me crazy that there are still people that just don't get it. This is urgent. We must go fast. The graphs are brightening. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listening to Talking Tesla surely is helping, right? My name is Mel Herbert. We're going to do a big show with the boys, Rob and Tom, in about the next week or so. But uh, get out there. Buy a Tesla. Get some solar panels. Uh, Vote the right way. Okay? That is probably the most important thing that you can do. Although we should all do something personally and corporately. Voting matters. Have I said that before? I think I have. I'm like a broken record up in this thing. Talk to you tomorrow, Herbert. Thank you.